and, and yet you, you took on someone else's burdens. And, you, and I'm not saying you did that because you're going to continue to show up regardless of the season. It's, I, I don't ever feel like we see in the Word that says, you know, hey, the, the fastest will get this and the, you, you know, the, the flashiest and this and that and the other. What we see is you run this race with endurance, which means there are a lot of hard times. There are, there are climbs. And there are climbs, and then sometimes you just think it's going to level out, and it just climbs more. And I feel like y'all did such a good job of helping people in the climb, and y'all did such a good job of being there when you need to be there. And I just honor that in y'all, and I just thank you for what you did. And I just said, just say, well done, good and faithful servants. And I also just want to end with Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. This is what I felt like I had for y'all. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run this race with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Well done. Love y'all. Uh, hey, y'all. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Stuart Makinson, and uh, I'm the youngest child of John and Kathy. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mom. Um, and I have known you guys for as long as I can remember. Just as far as it goes back, I remember. And I remember Franklin Covenant as far as I go back. And uh, I know that I'm standing up here uh, as your son, uh, but I was excited about today just getting to honor you guys and your uh, years of ministry and service to Franklin Covenant because uh, I feel like more I'm up here uh, sharing as a beneficiary of your ministry, your pastoral care, uh, just like everybody else in this room or in this room grateful for you guys. And so, yeah, I'm up here as your son, but really uh, I feel like I'm up here as a brother in Christ, as um, a brother who's just grateful uh, <laughs> for your ministry. Uh, and your commitment to being obedient to the Father and um, uh, and what he's called you to do. And Corey, Corey said, I mean, you guys could have been doing whatever you wanted, but but instead you just responded to God's call on your life. And you knew that the best place to be was in the will of the Father. Uh, and that's here, man, serving for decades. Uh, uh, and so I was born in the Franklin Covenant and... Um, I don't quite remember this, but I'm guessing at some point I was probably baby dedicated. I don't have memories of that time in my life um, here at Franklin Covenant. But then uh, under your leadership, I was also led to uh, saving faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, there could be nothing more important than that. And um, so aside from giving me life, uh, the two of you, I suppose, um, you helped um, lead me and uh, allowed uh, the Father to use you and... Um, and your leadership and your pastor, um, your pastor's heart and your pastoral care and your shepherding um, to lead me and many others to the Father. Um, to know his love, to know his grace, and um, 
man, you um, you have taught a lot of sermons, a lot, and a lot that I probably daydreamed and didn't listen to, and uh, a lot that I maybe was excited to like get to go help in the nursery during. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I do know that um, uh, many of us have been shaped by your teaching, but I don't think it's really your teaching. It's really your life that has shaped us. It's it's um, your teaching wouldn't have been anything without your example, without your life. And um, uh, and so I feel grateful to be one of the people who got to see your life in ministry the closest um, uh, as a husband and as a father, which uh, many of us carry those roles in life. And we've got to watch you do it uh, uh, now and. Uh, vocational ministry to get to see the way that you um, try to balance your life, but always be obedient to the father, no matter what sensitive to his spirit, trying to be obedient to whatever the day um, uh, asked for, whatever uh, God had called you to day to day. And, and the two of you, the sacrifice uh, mom that you made uh, is unbelievable. We talked talk to Leslie about being a pastor's wife a lot. And we're like, man, well, thank goodness. It's not like mom, pastor wife. It's just like it's different. It's not what she um, has done. And so uh, what a cool day just to get to celebrate your uh, ministry. I'm grateful. I, I we were flick, we were going through some pictures and I, I found a picture of you baptizing me in the river out by the Algers house. Um, and I would just guess there's a number of us who got baptized in the river out by the Algers house and then the game of like kick the can or something. I don't know what followed it, but um, probably causing trouble. Um uh, and so I just feel uh, like I am grateful to get to be a representative of all of us in the room, whether um, whether we have. I mean, I'm looking over at, at Kyle Morgan is a close friend of mine and um, uh, and he went to church with his family, Kawi, but uh, he's here because he was influenced by who you are, um, uh, like a second father to him who just uh, loved him no matter what. And so your heart was not just for. Um, it was it was committed um, to, to shepherding and, and overseeing the body uh, at Franklin Covenant. And it was also uh, this calling to our community uh, to to love our neighbor. Um, who's my neighbor? Gosh, that's a good question. But I felt like you asked it and you were willing to love whoever that was uh, and did it well. Uh, in First Corinthians, Paul is. Um, replying to this uh, church that he had planted and they've asking him all sorts of questions about, you know, what's what's what are we supposed to do? And what's church life like and what's it like to uh, kind of live as a Jesus follower? And and he's given him lots of instructions. I'm trying to figure out the rules. And then and then eventually it feels like he gets to this um, kind of a bottom line where he's like, OK, I'm answering all your questions, but let me just give you something um, to just kind of hold on to amidst all these 16 chapters, this long letter and. And it wasn't the first letter anyway. And so we probably told him a lot of things. And it felt like he just said, hey, um, here's the thing. You need to this Christian life, this following Jesus life, this indwelt by the Holy Spirit, trying to walk this out, um, uh, 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 not always doing it perfectly, um, uh, but with his grace, doing it better as time goes on to uh, seek not your own good, but seek the good of others. I hear I can give you all these instructions. I can tell you all these things. But but here's what it is. This Christian life, it's to look at the, the what other people need to see the needs and to meet those many times at the sacrifice um, of your own. Uh, and that's you, man, that's your life in ministry. Now, you wouldn't have said what Paul then said, which um, which he said, and I'm doing it. 
I am, uh, so live my life. He said, um, so I, you guys need to um, follow my example, which I don't know that you would have said that uh, in, in your humility and um, the acknowledgement of your brokenness. But the truth is, we didn't need you to tell us to follow your example as you're following the example of Christ. We just saw your life and saw the fruit and followed your example as you followed the example of Christ. And so you didn't have to say it, but we did it. And that was Paul's instruction. And, uh, and so as you stood up here um, uh, and, and you, you, you challenged us and encouraged us each Sunday to love one another week after week, this long faithfulness in the same direction, uh, this commitment in the same direction. The reason that many of us walked out and tried week after week to love one another better is not just because you told us to love one another. It's because we watched you doing it. We watched you uh, fight for the good of others over your own good. And Paul says, hey, um, I I am trying to seek not first my own good, but the good of others so that they might be saved. It was a kingdom minded focus. It was never, ever about Paul. It was all about the father and it was all about people coming to know the love of the father. And that was your ministry. It it had nothing to do with you. It never did. Um, uh, This room is just full of people who have experienced you loving them, uh, me included, Uh, And there are so many times that all of us can actually think of times where where you have shown up for us. Um, And no one knows. (laughs) Um, And we can all think of it and we can all name them. And the cumulative effect, the cumulative effect on people's lives and families and generations and eternities can hardly be measured. Um, And you got to know that. Man, I just, I just, that's all I wanted you to know today is there's no way you can measure the genius effect on families and generations and eternities because people aren't talking about it. We don't know all the things because it wasn't ever about you, right? And so we've got these stories that everyone can think of, of, uh, of, of when you went to their house and then you went again to their house and you went again to their house and whether you knew what to say or whether you brought your guitar or whether you just listened or uh, whether you needed to challenge someone firmly, um, whatever it was, you kept on showing up and maybe no one knew but you and the recipient of Christ's love through you. And so that's why it's, it's just hard to measure um, how great that is. Uh, and I think God has let you uh, see and experience some of that. Uh, and many of it he hasn't, uh, and much of it he hasn't, and you won't know and you won't see um, this side of eternity. Um, and the other side of eternity, the only thing that will matter is him. Yep. Um, and, and that's the case now, and you live that way. And so um, I, I just want to say thanks for giving us a picture uh, of what his love looks like. Thanks for giving us a picture of what it looks like to, um, to live life for the good of others. Uh, to the glory of the Father. Um, and I'm grateful. And my family's grateful. And, um, and I think we could all say it. And so I know I get to stand up here to, to represent our family. And, uh, but I just feel like I'm representing uh, the people in this room. And I'm representing a lot of people who aren't in this room. Um, uh, who, if they reflected, like Corey says, sometimes you don't know 
um, the value of someone's uh, uh, input into your life uh, until you've reflected. And, and I would venture to say, Dad, that there are a lot of people um, who have come through Franklin Covenant, been cared for in hard times, been cared for in broken times. Um, and they actually many of them have reflected back and probably expressed gratitude. And many of them maybe won't ever reflect back and express the gratitude. But that's what's so great is that you weren't doing it for for them. You're doing it because you're being obedient to what the father called you to in that day and in that moment. And uh, and then you have grace if they choose to come back and thank you or not. You're just being obedient to what the father's call, called you to. And I love that. And so um, I just want to acknowledge your willingness to um, to move toward messes. Um, you move toward messes like no one I've ever seen. Um, uh, messes that would scare me, that I would probably run from. Um, uh, people, relationships, situations that, that needed and required love and grace and uh, a picture of Jesus to, to be in their lives. And you were willing to do it, you and mom both. And I never knew who was going to be at our kitchen table when I got home from practice. And we never knew who was going to be at lunch Sunday afternoon who um, uh, and what situation, what they were going through. But we knew that you um, were probably going to be a little bit late and have someone following you. Um, and it might have been someone who I wouldn't have invited. Um, and it sounds funny, but um, it's, it's in my own brokenness. But you just left me an example. And so you never had to teach. Um, uh, you just led by example. And so uh, thanks for... Uh, loving people in really hard situations. Thanks for loving people who um, are hard to love and giving us an example of, of doing that. And that that's what love requires of us. That's what uh, following Jesus requires of us. And um, uh, on behalf of all of us and a bunch of people who aren't here, uh, I just want to say thank you. And, uh, and we love you. And um, a phrase that you don't love for um, us to say, but uh, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. In us. And that, that's for all of us. That's for all of us. And it's not, it's not that I had it on my phone. Um, I don't want to get it. you mind holding that banner? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Let me get this up here. Oh, sorry about this. It's a... This is in the message, paraphrase. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other, since love comes from God. See, it doesn't come from me. <laughs> None of this stuff comes from me. It just, just, uh, 
just like the rest of us, just a conduit, just a vessel, just a, you know, just be willing, right? Um, not always willing, but I guess enough. <laughs> everyone loves, everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love, you know, it's funny, it's not about us, <laughs> it's so about him. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God, because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. And this is how God showed his love for us. See, God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Wow. All the (laughs) never-ending, reckless love of God. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, which, you know, we would... I'm preaching, sorry. It's my last chance. No, it won't be. I'll probably be back. Um, Sorry. Yeah, this is it. James will clean. I'm kidding. <laughs> he probably will. Uh, this is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God. It's like you know, it's a, you know, we we don't have a we don't have even a speck. of something to brag about. Not a grain of sand is worth the stuff to say, you know, I really did a good job on that one. I was so good, God loved me. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Not that we once upon a time loved God. I love that. Once upon a time. Yeah, once upon a time. I love God, and he was so impressed. <laughs> But that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they'd done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. Amen. Thank you for receiving us all these years. Your love for us and to us was an expression of Father's love. Kept us going through, through the enduring climbs, right? <laughs> Seth talked about. All right, that's enough. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for the flowers. Where's Stephanie's mom? Yeah. So on to the next, on to the next, you know, on to the next. That's it, you know. That pastoral thing inside of us will never go away. You know, look out Walmart. (laughs) Look look out Ingalls. (laughs) You're in Ingalls, you might get loved. (laughs) On. I, I will say one thing. So, it's not retirement. 
He's always said it's not retirement. It's the passing of the baton, which we're so excited about. And if you don't know the story, how God has networked and orchestrated all of that to come into being, you know, see John or see Phil or Bobby, because the story is so miraculous and God's timing is perfect. And so we can't help but be excited for what he has next for us. And I will say we are going to take a sabbatical rest. We are. We are going to take a rest. But if our next ministry and heart is towards burned out pastors and wives and to equip churches to support their pastors and wives so that they don't experience burnout, we have to complete the cycle. And so I'm looking forward to completing that that cycle. A partner. What a partner. A great partner. All right. I appreciate y'all's prayer. There's a lot of things that have been coming out lately about decreeing and declaring. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And this is not just the day for our children. They're knee-high. Grandchildren. This is still the day that I'm breathing. It's still the day you're breathing. This is still our day. And as other generations come on, we do hand that baton to others. But do you know it's the same baton? And it's the same message that was given from the beginning. In the beginning, there was God. God is first. He is the one. And so, it's important with everything that we do, that we, we are God's chosen. We right here. Every one of you right here, you are God's chosen. And wherever you set your feet, that belongs to God. That's the ground that you are to claim for Him. Wherever your foot's setting, now you just think about that. Wherever you set your foot, you are God's representative. He is more than efficient and sufficient to empower the work that's going to be done right there. And that work starts with you being there. Maybe saying words. Maybe saying words. So when it's time to be there. Don't be invisible. There comes a moment when the game's yours. And I want to tell you something right now. That's today. Wherever you are. 
That's today. So take that game. Take that stand. Don't look back and say, Oh, I wish I'd have done this. Don't look back. Don't look back. Take that stand today and speak God's Word. Father, right now we speak God's Word. As a group, we speak the Word of God, that it is life and blessing. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything He's anointed every moment of the day and every word. Lord, help our ears to hear, our eyes to see You. Do what we see You doing and speak what we hear You say. And Lord, wherever we go, wherever we go, wherever John and Kathy goes, whoever you put in their path, wherever it might be, oh God, they are anointed to do that very thing right now as one. They are still as one. They are still anointed as one. They are still put together. They are still walking in unity. They are still doing that every day. And Lord, thank you for overlooking the times when we stumble. Every one of us, every one of us here, every one of us. Thank you, Father, for overlooking the times we've stumbled. Thank you, God, that you are the loving, forgiving God that raises us up. We rise up every day. This is the day the Lord has made. This is the day. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this great anointing. We enhance it. We encourage it. We want to polish on it. We want you to be glorified, Father. You be glorified. You be glorified. Lives affected around the world. We've seen that even today. Lives affected around the world. Oh, thank you, Lord God. You know the day. You know the ending of the day before it ever ever began. You know it, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Richer, pure, more enjoyable, complete. Thank you, Father. 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 Father, we bless these two. Lord, in the springtime of their life, in the summer, in the fall, in the winter, Lord, that they would produce, Lord, in season.
and out. Let your face and your countenance would shine upon them. And they would always walk in your grace and in your favor in all that they do. We thank you for these two. We bless our mothers and our fathers in their presence, Lord. We honor them. And just pray that you would always be there with them. Your peace would always be upon them. Lord, that they would always have that love which never ends and is always growing. It'll continue throughout the ages to come. And we thank you so much for these two. Thank you so much for John. Thank you so much for Kathy and all their children and all their grandchildren. That just multiplies the blessings, Lord, wave after wave after wave of your goodness and your blessing on their life. Thank you. We love them so much. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let me say one more quick thing. You know, we've been talking a lot about stories today. I think we've, have we all, there's like a theme going, this is a story. And I was thinking about the Lamb's Book of Life. And I've talked to my kids about this before. This is real quick. I'm sorry. Okay. And I always thought it was a list of names, you know, like the Lord's out there. He's writing our name in his book. and It's not. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. This is Christ's story that we're living right here, right now. He is writing this book. And we get to be in the greatest story that has ever been told. In fact, it's going to be the only story ever told. And when we look back and we see things that discourage us. We see a church that was full. We see dreams that we anticipated happening. And then sometimes we see a church that's empty. We see dreams that maybe are broken. But we've done all these things in Christ. He is the author. He is the perfecter. And he will finish what he started. Amen? We're in that book together. This is the story of Christ and his servants living that story and it being written right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.